Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back to 32 Fans and 32 Days. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienicker. Wheels, how's it rolling? Rolling so well. Thanks for asking. So well. So mm-hmm. well. Uh, we're almost done with this thing. You know, or whatever. We're, we're with more than three. Do you know what I hate done. when people say on Twitter? Yeah. You said we're almost done with this thing. It made me think of it. Do you ever see people say, I did a thing, and then they like post a link to like a podcast yeah, or an article they wrote? Yeah. I mean, that's back to my hot takeoff. Immediate death penalty. Are you in favor? <laughs> Uh, you know, it's 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 no longer funny or unique. It's not. It was never funny. Yeah. It's so door like it, it to me. Like I saw somebody say, like make a sportsing joke on Twitter last week and get like yeah. a couple hundred likes, and it was mind blowing to me. So I, that we've only for every person who liked that also. Yeah, I think no. Everyone who gets the, it gets caned three times. It's not the full death penalty. You got like okay, the, like canes. that kid did in Singapore. You got three cane, three okay. lashes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, death immediate death penalty. Anybody who says I did a thing going forward. Let's put that in the in the books. Um, yeah, the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, so this is one of the teams we have a disagreement about. Uh, the Titans are, and I, I may have mentioned this on my Patriots podcast that when we started this with Mike Clark, those are the two teams this season that their fans have been the most annoying to me. Like, the, the Titans preseason fans, you're reading Titans websites and Titans blogs. Like oh, that's convinced. all I'm doing, is, reading Titans websites, Titans blogs. But, but when one does, if one mm. does, Titan Titans. Internet thinks that the Titans are the second best team in the in the AFC to the Patriots. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Vegas gives them a nine win over under, which is only below, below only six teams in the league. Now half the league's at eight and a half, but so I don't understand this Titans love. Like you have them at fourteen, I've them down at twenty two. Yeah, that's crazy. They went nine and seven last year. There's no reason why they will be worse than last year. They, they went nine and seven. Most on the okay, they went. Not, they had a negative scoring differential. By the way, the Colts, they, the they like five Luck, games by Luck might not show less. up this year, and they might have a year like Correct. they did that last Manning year, and then the Titans are a lock for nine and seven. I mean, no, because they're a team. They're a six and ten team that had a that in terms of their actual. performance. I mean, they get to play the Jaguars year. twice. The Colts might be horrible twice. I think the they Titans play the Browns split every year. This team has two Pro Bowlers on their entire roster, in my opinion. I'm not sure, but you know, well, how about this? Why I even think Eric Decker's our... going to have a big bounce back here. Well, why? Because you just think anybody who leaves the Jets will. No, just I think anybody who leaves the Jets usually doesn't get signed and is out of football. I just think Eric yeah. Decker, the last time he was healthy, was amazing. So there's no reason to think his career's over. All right, Akiva. So I think it's time we bring our Titans fan guest on and and see uh, whose side he's on on this one. So, sure, let's do it. Jamal Black, welcome back to the podcast. As you heard, I have the Titans ranked twenty-two in the preseason. Akiva has them ranked fourteen. So, uh, which one of us is right? 
Well, it's actually an interesting answer for me, at least, because it, a lot of Titans fans think that I'm a, a cynic and they're right. <laughs> um, but I would say, in general, we're probably close to the middle of the NFL, um, which, in fact, there are a lot of expectations much higher than the middle of the NFL. Um, but so I'd have to say Akiva is closer um, going 14 than 22. Yeah, and look, there's certainly reason to be optimistic. Obviously, you have a young up-and-coming quarterback who you know m- might be poised for superstardom. I mean, uh, have you been watching Hard Knocks this year? I have not. So, because I think for for the bulk of their careers, you know, as long as they're both in the oh, league, yeah. anyhow, there's going to be the the the, the Mariota versus Winston comparison. And and Mariota, in my opinion, has been significantly better than uh than winston so far in his career but on hard knocks they just take for granted that winston is like a superstar which makes me think well then what is Mariota? if uh you know according to hard knocks where uh, but certainly you know you have a young quarterback who you're optimistic in at the very least which right know, as a vikings fan i had that in teddy until uh you know all the bones <laughs> in his body broke. so um and look i think on dvoa last year i'm looking at the yeah the final dvo of the year the titans were number 13 and they were all mm-hmm. the way up to nine on offense so uh, let's start on the other side of the ball uh, on defense where they were 24 and on a defense, this is a team I look at defensively. They haven't really, from that number 24-ranked uh, defense from last year, they haven't really added anybody other than they replaced Jason McCourty at cornerback with Logan Ryan. So uh, tell me why this defense is going to be improved or why it's not going to be improved from last year. Well, hmm. that's interesting. They'll be improved, I think, because they added a lot of depth and they didn't have that before. Um, they added some versatility um, with different players. But, no, you're right. They didn't add a lot of talent. Um, definitely cornerback is probably going to be upgraded, but there are a lot of questions that remain there. And that is a major weakness. Um, it's one that a lot of Titans fans, when they talk about it, they actually say the key to our cornerbacks is actually the pass rush. Like they're giving up on the idea that the cornerbacks can actually be sufficient. And they're just assuming if we get enough pressure, then it doesn't matter. Right. That's the hope. Um, but no, Jason McCourty was bad. Uh, some of the other cornerbacks we had last year just really didn't, it didn't, they weren't competitive. Uh, I'll put it mildly. Um, but the Titans have tried to upgrade there. I don't think Adoree Jackson is ready yet. Um, he's athletic. He has a nose for the ball, actually. But there's a question as to whether or not he's even going to be in the top three to start the year because he's very raw. So cornerback is still an issue. I think safety, they're going to have some growth just from um, some of the players that are there. Bayard is a potential superstar in the making. And it's just a matter of um, him getting a little bit older and a little bit more exposure. But he's, he's a name that you're going to be hearing a lot more about. Dick LeBeau has actually raved about him and they've talked about um, designing the defense in a way that um, features him. Um, and, and so I think that safety is not an issue. And then you get into linebacker and the defensive line and everything. They have Jarrell Casey on the defensive line. They have a lot of other guys who are maybe versatile and okay but no standouts in fact even um Derek Morgan and Brian Rackpo if you look at some of the stats on them they provided more pressure than most duos right but they're not actually getting there and getting sacks and they're not um the flashy players who offenses are really worried about they are decent guys right and they're, and they're just consistent um and their linebackers I think if I'm being honest so they have a rookie um, his last name is Brown and Jayon Brown, and he has flashed in the preseason. A lot of Titans fans have high hopes for him. Well, yeah, okay, so he might be something, but he's not going to dramatically improve your defense. Defense is an area where you're just hoping for a lot of growth. Um, going to be the second year with Dick LeBeau, and some of the players are maturing. That's really the big hope. 
Yeah, and but and then you have some guys who already you know in their primes like Gerald Casey, who you mentioned, who's uh, you know finally starting to get some recognition. I think he's been a Pro Bowler each of the last two years. Um, but is he? Is, is he? I thought he was a defensive tackle, but it looks. I'm looking at their their depth chart right now. It says he's going to be playing defensive end this year. He, he plays inside and outside. And outside. Okay. Um, but well, because they gonna, have a three yeah. four, I guess. And so right, right. And he moves and, around a little. Sylvester bit. Williams is the nose tackle, so. Right. Yeah, and they have Austin Johnson, Daquan Jones will probably play some nose tackle as well. Um, but yeah, it's going to be Sylvester Williams at nose tackle. And Jarrell Casey, I mean, he's really a get-after-the-quarterback guy, and he moves around on the defensive line at times. All right, so let's switch to the offense, which, as I said, was a number nine in DVOA ranking last year. And for sure, part of my bias against the Titans is that the uh, the most attention I paid to them all year was was not when they were scoring 47 against the Packers. It was when uh, in week one when my Vikings went into Tennessee and, uh, and and beat the Titans quite easily, especially considering that Sean Hill was our quarterback in that game because, uh, you know, Bradford just joined the team like two days before. Um, so all year long, I sort of just took for granted, oh, the Titans stink. And then as they ended up finishing nine and seven, I was sort of skeptical all year. And then obviously that skepticism has has continued into this year. But. Again, so is this the offense that, that couldn't do anything in the beginning of the year, or is this the offense that was scoring 30 points a game in the middle of the year, or is this the offense that in December again was scoring you know 14 points a game? Um, probably somewhere in the middle. So the beginning of the year, definitely there was some growing pains. I don't know if you remember. Well, you probably do. The Vikings game, they came out with like 10 million trick plays. Like It was disgusting to watch that offense at well, it's first. because they had no receiver who could get open at all. And I guess they, the Vikings have a good secondary, but still. No, the, so at the start of the year, the Vikings defense was completely killing people. Um, they were holding teams in check for a while, and then it all crumbled, and I didn't follow their season well enough to know well, why it all crumbled. Everybody got injured, basically. Okay. But, I mean, their defense was dominant, not just against the Titans, but the Titans had growing pains. So they didn't have a lot of talent at wide receiver, but it was also mismanaged by coaching. Um, to start the year, they were going with Sharp. Okay, you want to get the rookie some experience. He looked halfway decent against the Vikings. He never looked halfway decent again. But they had um, they had Andre Johnson out there as like their next guy, and he retired mid-year. He was so bad, and the reason he retired was the Titans were basically telling like, "You are so bad, we're not going to play you anymore." That, that's basically the way it seems to have happened because Rashard Matthews was coming on, and Rashard Matthews by the end of the year was playing really well. And so it's kind of a question mark as to, okay, why didn't you play him more at the beginning of the year? Um, so they mismanaged that position group, and there was there were definitely some growing pains with the offense. Um, towards the end of the year, they were playing really good defenses, so that's going to be part of it. But the offense still struggled. One reason, and, and I'll be honest about this, I was really angry towards the end of the year that they were playing DeMarco Murray as much as they were over Derrick Henry because DeMarco Murray was clearly injured. And by the end of the season, I mean, so they were admitting he was injured, but after the season, um, it, it came out like how badly he was injured. It was pretty serious. And if you look at the stats um, pre-injury, it happened almost mid-season. If you look at DeMarco Murray's rushing stats and Derrick Henry's rushing stats, DeMarco Murray had a lot more yards per carry. It flipped the second half of the year to the point that Derrick Henry, I think, averaged more over the course of the season than DeMarco Murray. The reason they were playing DeMarco Murray is because he's such a good receiving back and he's much better at pass blocking. But the offense definitely took a step backwards when he was injured. And so that's going to be part of the reason why they weren't as good towards the end of the year. But in the middle of the year, they were playing teams at the right time and they had almost no injuries. The other teams were very injured and they were playing bad teams a lot of times. So um, they're going to be a pretty decent offense with if they 
if some of the acquisitions, especially at wide receiver, if those guys really step up and if uh, Marcus Mariota is truly healthy and, and back into form and growing in his third year, um, they're an offense that could definitely be a dominant offense. But I, I'm not going to guarantee that. I would expect them to be a pretty decent offense. All right, so let's talk about the receivers for a second. So uh, Kendall Wright has departed. Kendall Wright, who I think uh, by law was added and dropped by every single fantasy football team that has existed over the last five years. <laughs> I um, own him out of league right now uh, yeah. just because the – where, where is he this year? I don't even know where he is. He's with the Bears, and uh, their, oh, their oh, league guy just got injured. Yeah. And it's like, who, who else is going to be? Kevin, yeah. Kevin White? No way. Yeah. So I have Wright in the league. Yeah, uh, well, I, but that was some of the argument for years in Tennessee. Where it's like, well, who else do they have? Um, I mean, so you have Rashard Matthews on one side, obviously, and then so who is who's who's starting opposite him? Is it Corey Davis, the rookie? Is it Eric Decker? Is it is it uh, Taewon Taylor? It depends. So Corey Davis has been injured enough that we haven't seen him this preseason, really. So so the the logical guess is they won't start him immediately. So it'll probably be Eric Decker, but he's also been injured. Yeah. Um, Taewon Taylor has looked good, but he's more as of a shifty guy, and you'd want him on the inside. And Harry Douglas is an old man, mm-hmm. and you you hope that it, the last year um, the Titans often only dressed four wide receivers. Um, in the five that they have on their roster right now, which may change, you hope that Harry Douglas is the one not dressing. Um, we'll see how they come out at the beginning of the year. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe Taewon Taylor didn't dress. Uh, just because he's young and they're going to give him a little bit more time to get up to speed before they start benching Harry Douglas. But um, I would expect in two wide receiver sets, you're going to see Eric Decker and Richard Matthews um, until Corey Davis is truly healthy, get some more experience, and then we'll see how much they trust him. And I see that they've added Jonathan Krause from the Eagles. And the only reason I know who Jonathan Krause is is because there's a guy in my fantasy football league named Jonathan Krause, and we uh, mandated that he had to own Jonathan Krause. Uh, we made a rule <laughs> that if there's somebody in the league with the exact same name as you, fortunately we didn't have an Aaron Rodgers uh, in our league, so we didn't have that issue. But um, we were, we said you have to own that guy. Um, yeah, so I see he's on he's on the, the Tennessee Titans now this year for whatever that's worth. <laughs> I don't know if he's. I, I I would say not much. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Um, and, and we've talked a little bit at running back. So, but is it is it Murray's job again, or are Murray Henry going to split, or uh, Murray's job until he gets hurt? <laughs> he's been hurt almost every year, but the last couple times he hasn't missed that many games when he's been hurt. So it's kind of interesting. But um, regardless. If you look at the history of Mike Malarkey, he likes a lead back. He likes a guy who is going to um, get the majority of the carries. But I think Derrick Henry is an interesting and intriguing player that they're not going to be able to keep on the bench um, as much as Mike Malarkey would generally want to. All indications are it is DeMarco Murray's job. Derrick Henry is going to get maybe 25% of the carries, right? But we'll see how it unfolds. If DeMarco Murray is truly healthy, like it, towards the end of the year, he was not as good as Derrick Henry running the ball. Um, so we'll just have to see how it develops. But definitely, if you're playing fantasy football, it's DeMarco Murray. Yeah. So, you know, is this offense like what's your expectations for this offense? Are they going to be a top 10 offense in DVOA again? Or Yeah, probably. The, the way that they try to run their offense is efficiency, right? So it's heavy run and you're putting the passing game in positive favorable situations and um, they're well able to execute there. Marcus Mariota is an efficient quarterback. His passer rating is always going to be really good because he's a high completion guy um, and he's quick to diagnose things. And so they're going to be an efficient offense. 
Um, but they're not going to be necessarily an explosive offense unless their new acquisitions at wide receiver really take a step forward for this team. Yeah, so part of the reason that I've been negative on this team, the young up-and-coming Titans who everybody's in love with this year, is they um, you know, they went 9-7 and seven last year. It's a little bit of a misleading 9-7. and seven. They had a negative scoring differential. And it's also a 9-7 and seven that followed a 3-13. and 13. And as Bill Barnwell has written a lot about, teams that uh, increase their win total by four-plus games the following year almost always regress on average by a little more than two games. Because it's not, you know, as a fan, your assumption is, all right, well, we went from 3 to 9, and so this year we're going to go from 9 to 11. But in reality, you're, you're 9, you're not as good as your 9, just like you weren't as bad as your 3. You're somewhere in the middle. And so, you know, 6 or 7 is probably a better baseline for the team. And if, they, and if they're better than last year, the outcome might be a similar record, 8 or 9 wins, even if they perform better. Um, you know, the over-under for this team is 9, which uh, is quite high. It's, it's you know... I think it's the tied for the sixth highest over under in the league, which is kind of crazy. Uh, even in that division, are, are, right now, would you take the over or the under on nine wins? So if they get nine wins, it's a push, right? Yeah, I would take the under. And and here's the reason. You know, you mentioned it just a moment ago. They could be a better team and not win as many games. I think if you look at the situations they had last year, it was extremely favorable. Um, they're going to be a better team this year. I think if you look at position group by position group, there's not really any that they're, that they didn't improve. Um, but with that said, they're going to run into teams um, who are less in a bad position than they were when they played them last year. And they're going to have more injuries. It's just a simple fact. Last year was remarkable for how few injuries the Titans had. Um, I don't necessarily think the Titans are a standard team in terms of improving as much as they did. The fact that they were able to steal DeMarco Murray, a dominant, really good running back, um, for basically nothing, and he fit so well with the offense they wanted to run. Um, They had a quarterback who, as a rookie, broke a number of records and was extremely promising coming into his second year. Right. So they they had a lot of things that if you look at it, you should expect them to take a big step forward. Um, And they got rid of Ken Wisenhunt. So there's just a couple of wins right there. Uh, So they're not a standard team for how how much of a step forward that they took. They got very fortunate with DeMarco Murray. They were fortunate to be to be able to trade and and acquire um, the right tackle and a number of other players instead of just getting one guy at the top of the draft. Uh, they did a really good job with just trying to fill holes in the roster. And so I don't know that I would expect them to regress too much. I think really the issue here is more that it's not going to be as favorable situationally as it was last year. And so, yeah, I, I look at their baseline, by the way, as 8-8, eight and eight, um, just because that last – Houston – it's fascinating to me that Houston won the division despite losing J.J. Watt, who is like all-time great. Yeah. Any other team loses an all-time great guy on the defense, and you're going to say, oh, there goes their defense. And instead, their defense was killing people. It was a really good defense. They beat the Titans earlier in the year, and the Titans were not playing well when they faced them in Week 17. If Houston had tried to win that game, Houston would have won that game. So they're 8-18. Eight and 18. That's their I mean, and talking about Houston for a second, that that divisional series game, again, and obviously they got a gimme in round one with Oakland with Derek Carr injured, but right. that game against the Patriots, if they had anything other than Brock Osweiler, quarterback, they might have right. won that game. Right, and that's one of the reasons why people are saying the Titans are going to win this division. Really? Like, Houston is getting J.J. Watt back, and there's almost yeah, zero chance that their quarterback still, play is worse. Tom Savage. 
Well, it might not be worse, but it may not be any better, right? I mean, obviously, it has to be Watson, better. We'll see yeah. what he is, but yeah, no, I, I would say it's going to be better. It it just might not be good, but it's going to be better. It was terrible last year, um, and, and so I think that they are still a favorite to win this division. And um, a lot of Titans fans hate me for saying that. A lot of Titans fans hate me in general because I'm just generally a cynic. But um, Houston was really good last year, and I think if you if you take Houston and you give them J.J. Watt and some minor improvement even at uh, quarterback, they're a dangerous team. Yeah, I mean, on the other hand, the rest of this division, Jacksonville and Indy probably have had two of the worst preseasons in all of football this year. Um, you know, Andrew Luck looks like he's not going to be ready to start the season. And, and after him, 2-53, to 53, this is a, you know, this is a terrible <laughs> team. And Jacksonville... I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say that, that you know that they've they've sort of hit rock bottom because they haven't won more than five games this decade. But yeah, I mean, but but all of those wins are against the Titans. The Titans have split with them three years in a row. Well, it's they disgusting. have they have to play the Thursday night game uh, mandated by law, the Jacksonville Tennessee game, right? Every <laughs> Thursday, every year. It's it's like they just say, well, we have to have these guys on, so let's just you know pull off the bandaid and get it all over at once. Yeah. But look, if the Titans are on the way up the way that you know a lot of people think, uh, you know maybe we'll be seeing more of them on national TV. All right, so so you're going to say the under uh, at nine, but you're you think they're probably going to win about eight. You're saying right? Right. So if I were to predict their season, I'd say they're probably going to be about a nine win team. So the fact that the over under is at nine, it puts me in a difficult position, yeah. and then that's where my cynicism kicks in, right? <laughs> yeah. But no, I the reason that I wouldn't go more is um, they can't, they have not proven that they can win consistently in this division. And I don't care what anyone says. Um, mentality is a huge thing in sports. Like your emotional state and these things have a history. They, it, it really lives. I played sports just like everyone else. And I, you just know that sometimes teams are unable to get over the fact and they just get hyped and your emotional state is different. So until they can win in this division, I, I refuse to expect them to just walk all over the division. And, and if you're going to have six games and assume around 500 there, then you look at the rest of the schedule and, and it's hard to get um, another seven wins. Yeah, on the other hand, I think that nine wins could almost certainly be a wild card in the AFC this year. I mean, it's obviously mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to predict this early in the season, but there's nobody in the AFC East who you're worried about other than the Patriots, especially with Jay Cutler you know, in, in Miami. Uh, there's nobody in the AFC North, unless I mean, maybe you believe in Cincinnati, but uh, but Baltimore looks like they're going to have a down year, and the Browns, of course, the Browns. So the wild card race it, it could really be probably between Tennessee and then maybe whoever doesn't win the AFC West. You know, the AFC West could be competitive. So you know, maybe it's Denver, right. or Oakland, Kansas City, someone, uh, San Diego, or excuse me, the Chargers, maybe um, whoever comes out of that division or doesn't come out of that division winning the division. But I mean, it, it, you could see this uh, nine and seven team making a wild card. Um, and then you get to go in in round one and probably well probably play your divisional opponent actually in that case you'd probably be playing Houston, or um, assuming that let's say Pittsburgh and, and New England get the buy something like that. Um, but I guess e- any playoff game would be uh, very exciting for the Titans because it's uh, it's been a little while. Yeah, well, and it, it's not only been a little while; it's been a while even longer since we had any success when we actually got to the playoffs. Yeah, Vince um, Young took you to a playoff game, right? What was that like <laughs> seven years ago? Something like that? Vince Young rode along with the talent to get to a playoff game. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately we lost, I think the last time we were in the playoffs and it's been so long, don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure it was when we actually, uh, when Vince Young was riding the bench. So, um, it's actually the Kerry Collins year where the Titans actually had a great record, surprisingly, 
Um, and then they just like fumbled, fumble, fumble, fumble in the playoffs. They ended up losing that game. Um, very, very annoying game to, to watch as a fan. Um, but yeah, no, making the playoffs would be huge. It, I, it'll be interesting to see what happens. If you, if you look at it, their fan support is nowhere close to most teams in the NFL. It's actually really interesting. Um, partly I'm sensitive to it because I'm always like, why don't I have more followers other than like spam and porn? Like, it seems like that's like 90% of my followers on Twitter. Um, <laughs> but the Titans fan base, anytime fan bases are studied, it's one of the smallest social media presences. Um, and their games, ever since they got caught giving away tickets and fraudulently calling things a sellout, now they don't really sell out games. And Titans fans are always talking about how opposing fans are have a really strong presence in Nashville. Um, if this team doesn't get off to a good start, it will be interesting to see how quickly fans turn off. And so you think that even though fans are really up on this team right now, you think that that could be short? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I think it's very easy to just say, oh, here's the Titans again. And then, yeah, maybe if they then turn it around, like last year, they start off really bad, and by the end of the year, they had decent fan support, right? Bandwagon is a real thing, but I think with the Titans coming off of last year and growing more and with all of this excitement, if they start the year off really well, then there's going to be a swelling of that fan support. But if they start the year off poorly, it's just going to go back to what it was. Well, let me ask you a question, actually, because talking about being a Titans fan, uh, you live in Wisconsin where everybody's Packers uh, crazy. Why are you a yeah. Titans fan? Uh, my wife is from Wisconsin, and we moved up oh, here. Okay, um, enough said. But I'm a Titans fan probably because of Eddie George more than anything. Um, I, I just really enjoyed watching him, and I never really had a favorite team growing up. Uh, and, oh, so you're not then, even from Tennessee? No. Houston, I guess. <laughs> no. Uh, I'm from Indiana, actually. Okay. Uh, and. When I was growing up, the Colts were terrible. Um, but, yeah, when I really started paying attention to football and started watching, uh, I really enjoyed Eddie George. And then uh, at some point, somebody says, who's your favorite team? I guess I watched them more than anyone else. Um, so, yeah, from Indiana, and I'm a Titans fan, so not a Colts fan, which is awkward with most of my family. And then I live in Wisconsin, and I'm not a Packers fan, so that's awkward with everyone else. So, basically, uh, I have no relationships with anyone. You are it. <laughs> all right well uh jamal you're on twitter jamalisms is that correct yes sir and uh you you will be a, a ringleader on that small titans uh twitter how, how is titans <laughs> twitter you said it's small but uh are there is it like hot take artists or are people pretty reasonable or no people are pretty reasonable yeah so i actually uh am a co-host on a podcast for the titans so it's the two-tone crew yep. um we're the official podcast of titansreport.com so between titansreport.com um, and a lot of people on Twitter where you get into a lot of people from Music City Miracles, which is a Titans fan website as well. Um, and then just generally, there's a, there's a really good group of informed, reasonable Titans fans. Um, certainly they trend more hopeful than me, but that's very easy to do. Uh, it's a really good time. It, it's just, um, you know, my ego when I only have 500 followers or whatever, it, you start looking at it, what the heck, man? Um, but that's really not important. Well, ultimately, you move off from Thursday night to you know regular prime time this year. Maybe your numbers will skyrocket. So, <laughs> no, they won't. Uh, because well, if you follow me, yeah. it's bad jokes and uh, hot takes from me. It's the rest of Titans Twitter of the season. All right. So if you want bad jokes and hot takes, uh, go to Jamalisms on Twitter. Uh, Jamal, good luck to the Titans this year. Now, thanks for joining us. 
Yeah, absolutely. Okay, talk to you later. Bye-bye. Yeah. slots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time <gasps> no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com daily bonuses are waiting no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.